right, guys, what's up? Today we are going to be talking about focus, the things that are in your control and the things that are out of your control, and understanding why it's important for us to have intention with the things that we do every day. And it's not just in the gym. It's going to also go for work and relationships and all these different things. So first, let's think about the things that are in our control and the things that are out of our control. And this is an important distinction for people to be thinking about as they are going throughout their days. So if you're faced with a tough decision or something maybe doesn't go the way that you want it to go, right? Let's say maybe we're having a bad day at work or we had a bad interaction with our significant other. Think about what is in my control. What response can I have to that situation that I can take action on? And then what are the things that are out of my control? And I think it's really important to be able to define those clearly so that we know the best course of action on what to do next. So thinking about a relationship, let's say we woke up and we had a bad interaction or a fight with our significant other. We both go to work for the day, we leave, and we aren't going to see each other foreseeably or really talk to each other for the next maybe six to eight hours. It's not a great way to start your day, and a lot of times that's going to throw you off your game, right? If you guys have a job that requires you to be focused and attentive, like most jobs do, you might not be operating at 100% because of your early morning interaction. What I would tell you then is to start thinking about what's in my control, right? I could text a gratitude text or an apology, or I could go out and maybe get my wife a gift and write her a nice card and talk about some of the things that I love about her or that I'm grateful for for her and take an immediate action because that's in my control and what I can do in the time to make me feel better about the situation and to know that I've at least taken an action so that things will be better in the evening when I get home. Things that then might be out of my control are going to be her response to whatever I do decide to do, right? And then also what she does from the action, right? So she might come home and she might still be mad. She might not have done anything for me and I might have gone out of my way to do something kind for her. But that's out of your control and that also shouldn't dictate your decisions or make you feel any certain or specific way because all you did was what was in your control. And I promise that if you do that more often than not, if you're the person of action who notices what's in their control and they immediately take action on those things for the best of the whole situation or relationships, then they will ultimately or those actions will ultimately bleed off into and onto other people and other situations, right? So the first time you might be the one who sends the gratitude text and tells her how much you love her and why you fell in love with her and maybe gets her a gift and does something that's really nice uh, or just does something nice. Maybe you clean the kitchen up before you leave for the day. Um, you know, you might be the person who goes out and does that and she might not have done anything for you. But if you continue to do that and that's the way that you respond to adversity in your relationship, then I promise you down the road when you're having a tough day or maybe when you're the one that's agitated and you can't see the light, you can't see what's in and out of your control and you're having a really tough day, she might be the one that does something kind for you and she might be the one that picks you up. But it has to start with the things that are in your control and you can't rely on her to get there. 
Um, all you can do is rely on your actions because that's all we can control. So then let's start thinking about how this pertains to workouts. And let's take it on the short term. Let's just say a day-to-day -day workout. Uh, I've written some things down that I think of as in my control when I'm working out. And then I wrote some things down that I think sometimes people get frustrated about, but really ultimately are out of your control as an athlete, right? Things that are in my control, I put down how many rest breaks I take through the workouts, if I get chalk or not, if I wear a belt or not in the gear that I decide to wear, and how does that gear get towards my goals and my focus, the sets or how many times I break things up in the middle, um, and then my effort. And so those are the things that really I can control. Anything that kind of falls outside of that is a waste of energy to start thinking about, right? Worrying about how fast the person next to me is going um, or worried about that person maybe taking my pull-up bar or the pull-up bar that I intended to go to the first round because they maybe got there first. Um, you know, other equipment issues, maybe somebody's bar accidentally bounces into mine, right? A lot of people have experienced that, but if you let that frustrate you or throw you off your game, um, that's an external focus. That's something that's out of your control. And all you can do is have the best response possible, right? You also can't control your programming, right? I'm going to program for you. You come in and all you can control is your effort and your attitude towards that programming. So you can choose to be negative. You can choose to say, oh, I hate running. You know, this sucks. I want to, I'm, you know, I'm going to row today instead and have a negative attitude towards it. Or you can say, what an excellent opportunity for me to work on my running today. I'm really excited for that because running's a struggle for me. And the more opportunities I have to practice it and get better at it, then it will not be a struggle for me in the future. So I look forward to this opportunity. Right. And so we control our mindset towards that programming um, or really towards whatever we're going to be putting effort into uh, throughout our workouts. So those are some important things to think about just on your day to day. And then as we start thinking about more like a weekly focus or, a, a, you know, a, a long-term daily focus, the other things that are totally in our control are what we choose to eat, okay? Now, your company lunch might have all unhealthy choices, and you might have to choose to skip that, right? But that choice is in your control, okay? So if the company lunch comes out and it's a bunch of pizza and cake, don't complain about it, right? Don't say, oh, well, this sucks. There's no healthy options. Like, I guess I have to eat pizza and cake, no, like you have freedom of choice for that. And the only thing that's in your control is what you do choose to do about that. Maybe you have to go off campus for the day and go and purchase a lunch. Maybe you have to bring your lunch that day. Whatever it might be, you control that decision. And so having the proper focus on understanding that things are not always going to be handed to you. They're not always going to be exactly what you want them to be. We have to be better in control of our decisions and our focus, right? We can control our bedtime. This is one that I think a lot of people don't really focus on. And I would love to see more of a controlled focus on this because a lot of times once eight o'clock or eight thirty hits, we really honestly just sit and sort of waste time until we feel like it's time to go to bed. And so one of the things that I like to think about is if I don't have some sort of intended practice or focus, I'm not going to spend time with Maria or we're not going to sit and talk or we're maybe not going to, you know, watch a, you know, 45 minute show right before we go to bed. And that's not something that we plan on. Then just go to bed. Right. There's no reason not to. OK. Very worst case scenario. I go to bed at 845 and 
I wake up at six or seven the next day and that's plenty of sleep for me and maybe I didn't need to go to bed that early. But if you're just going to sit around and waste time until 10 or 10.30 hits for no apparent reason, just get to bed, right? Then we can wake up earlier and we can accomplish things and start to actually do some work or read and do things in the morning that are going to give us a net benefit and start our day off on the right path. So that bedtime focus can be something that can be greatly improved in people. It can be a whole focus too, right? It can be start with dinner. What dinner do we eat? And then it can go into planning out exactly how much time I want for digestion and then maybe meal prepping for the next day. And as I'm doing that, I might be listening to a podcast or talking with my wife or my kids and discussing, you know, all the things that I want to know about, you know, their day or, you know, their goals or what they're going to be doing the next day, mapping out a plan for some social time that we can spend together in the future. But having a plan and an organization for what that evening's going to look like. I think sometimes people, you know, if I ask you what you're going to do for the day, you start in the morning. And a lot of times people say, you know, oh, yeah, I've got, you know, I'm going to pop into the office and I've got two meetings and then I've got to, you know, commute down and then I've got class and then I've got this and that and then I'm going to go try to work out and then I'm home. And they don't plan anything for home and so we get this loose time where maybe we, you know, spend too much time on social media or we just kind of sit down and, you know, make it a classic boob tube where we just kind of let the TV run or we end up, you know, getting into some of the, um, you know, HGTV shows or, you know, Shark Tank's always one for me where you're just like, yeah, it's CNBC's running 13 Shark Tank episodes in a row and, you know, you just get in that hook. And so the goal is to try to think about maybe organizing that evening time better where I have sort of a specific plan just like you would for the rest of the day. And we don't have to do that obviously on you know Friday, Saturday, and maybe Sunday. Uh, but through the week, Monday through Thursday, when we know we need to be more disciplined, we know we want to make our workouts and we want to get good night's sleep and we want to be able to perform at work and have energy and really lock in that nutrition, dial that bedtime routine in just like you dial in your you know weekly schedule for work. And then the last one, guys, really is an elaboration on one of the posts that I made uh, on Facebook earlier this week talking about auditing your inner circle. And this is one that I don't think people put a lot of focus on. I see so often and I hear so many complaints about People who are, you know, having conversations or spending time with or stuck in group chats or whatever it might be, they end up feeling stuck with people of negativity. And it's one of those things where that can pull you down, more. I think, more quickly than almost anything. If you spend time around people and your inner circle or, you know, some of the closest people to you are victims and they feel like everything is something that happens to them and you know why oh why does this always happen to me and I'm always the person that blah 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 right and you guys know the people you know how it goes but you have to remove either the whole person or you have to remove that mindset from being okay to be discussed with you or be around you. It is a plague and it is something that we, you know, I, I'm not a big saying of life is too short, but man, if life is too short for anything, it is way too short to spend around people, spend time around people who suck, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, you know, you have to think about 
you know, when you're 80 or 85 and you're sitting on your deathbed, are you going to be sitting there thinking about, man, I wasted so much damn time arguing with people from high school on Facebook, right? Or sitting in, you know, at work listening to, you know, Betty Sue every single day talk about how, you know, oh, it's just so unfair that, you know, you're in shape and I just can't get in shape because, you know, my doctor says that I have a thyroid thing or whatever it might be. And they're not really taking any action, right? It's just complaining is all it is. And so I highly recommend this week, your action item for this podcast, guys, is to have very abrupt and clear conversations with people who are energy vampires, right? They are the people who you sit in a room with and you leave and you're just like, oh my God, like I feel 10 times worse than how I felt when I went into that room, started that text conversation, whatever it might be. Um, have a very abrupt conversation, right? The easier of the abrupt conversations is saying, Hey, I'm really trying to cut down on the negativity in my life. I want to keep you as a friend because I love you as a person and we've been friends for a long time, but I need you to stop complaining to me and we need to start having conversations about how we can fix the things you're complaining about, or we just need to stop communicating period until you figure out a way that you can help these problems that you're having because right now it is putting me into a really negative spot um i'm i'm starting to regret having you know meetings or conversations or spending time around you and i don't want that right i want to be friends with you but we have to change the discourse of our our meetings okay the more difficult of the conversations is just blanketly to look at a person or say, and I like to do things in person, but you can do this in phone or, you know, I'd say worst by text, but you could do it by text. But just to say, look, you know, right now, people do it all the time on Facebook, right? They say, look, I'm getting off Facebook because, uh, because there's too much negativity, right? I'm getting off and nobody really ever questions the decision, right? So you do the same thing to your friend, just, hey, you know, I'm looking over the people in my life right now and I want to start thinking about spending time around people who motivate me and inspire me and make me a more positive person, a more giving person, a more contributing person and people who push me. Like I want I don't want somebody to accept the fact that I'm making this complaint. I want somebody to say get off your ass, like stop complaining and do something. Those are the people you should be trying to surround yourself with. And so get there and tell that person that, and they're going to have one of two reactions, right? They're going to, a lot of them, they'll respond to you negatively. They'll hit you back with negativity. Well, like, well, that sucks. Or, you know, well, I'm not that, I'm not that way. Um, you know, they have no self-awareness of it. And so just you telling them can help them with their own self-awareness, right? That might be a call to action for them to start auditing themselves and the decisions that they're making. Okay. Or, they're going to get mad about it, right? Um, very rarely will it just go by passively. Um, but I promise you, if you start to look on like a three or five year timeline, you start to think back to the things in 2018 that were important to you. You're not going to sweat um, losing people in your life who are stressing you out, who were bringing you down and putting you into a place of negativity. I promise you will not stress about those things. Okay, this is something I started doing uh, really right when I when I started to get out of the army. When I went down to the tomb, there were some guys who were kind of going nowhere. Right, they they liked drinking a lot and they liked partying a lot and they really weren't concerned with 
improvement or advancing their military careers or they're advancing themselves in lives beyond the military. And obviously, you know, I'm still friends on Facebook with these guys and it's kind of the same old story, right? They, they have bounced around jobs. They aren't really doing anything. Um, you know, they continue to push for disability in the military, even though they really didn't do anything to earn it. Um, and so they, they're sort of a drag on multiple things and multiple people. I started kind of, you know, gently cutting them out of my life back then. And, you know, it's not ever something that I regret. It allowed me to have the freedom to spend my time and my life around people who have gotten me to where, you know, I am now in a community of people that I love that are super positive, that build me up and, and, you know, motivate me every single day to do things that I love. And so I started that path a long time ago and I've continued to try on that path. Sometimes it's hard in a client-driven business to have those conversations, but um, you know, again, when you first do it, it's hard. It's it's just like anything. It's it's you have to practice it to get better at it. And the first time, if you're not very good with difficult conversations and you don't have them very often, believe me when I tell you that it is not going to be easy. This is difficult. Okay. But it's a great skill, especially if you guys are young, you know, if you're in your 20s or 30s, get used to doing it, right? You're going to have a thousand, 10,000 more interactions and relationships throughout your time. And you have to be able to very quickly and very clearly and concisely audit your friends list and make sure that the five or 10 or 25 or 100 people that you're spending the most time around are people of motivation and positivity and inspiration and people that are going to drive you to be a more educated, more articulate, more caring, more charitable, more contributing type of person. And those are the types of people that you need in and around you every day. You need to have people who are in your ear telling you what you're capable of and pushing you to get there. And really, guys, the reason that this is so important and the reason this goes into the Focus podcast is this is something that people constantly lose sight of, the fact that you are the only one that is in control of the choices of people that you spend time with and you spend time talking to. Okay, everybody likes to complain, oh my God, I got stuck in a conversation with this person for... 20 minutes and it was awful, right? Or, oh my God, you know, I had, I got this person step kept texting me and texting me and I was in this group text that I just couldn't get out of and it just kept going and going and going and those damn Android people kept me in it, right? <laughs> so I think that those are the things that like, it blows my mind because it's one of those areas that you're in complete control to stop that conversation at any time and go, look, this isn't a conversation I want to be in, right? I don't like to gossip about other people. I don't like to talk negatively about you know things or people that I love. I'm not going to be a part of this, so please stop including me. And you are 100% in control to say that. It takes two seconds to say, and you're out of it. And you're probably out of it forever, and you're never going to have to deal with it again. Um, or it's just a quick conversation with somebody to take that away from your life. So it's 100% how you focus. You have to focus inwardly. The only thing that you can control is your reaction to it. Okay, You cannot rely on somebody else to just hopefully become more positive. It's just not going to happen. Okay, So make sure that you guys understand how that fits into the bigger picture of what we're talking about. 
So take that action. Think about it. Think about what your focus is. Think about what, when you wake up every day and you start your day, what is your focus? When you have your relationships, you know, are you a person who's distant and you're on your cell phone all the time and you don't have that self-awareness to understand that maybe you're in a place of negativity? Make sure that you guys focus inwardly and you make your own self-improvements before you start focusing outwardly, but then start to take action on making some of these self-improvements. And if and when you do have these in-person conversations, don't even bring your cell phone, right? One of the big things that I've started to do, guys, just leave your cell phone in your car. Just don't even bring it. If you're going to have an in-person conversation with somebody, get it out of your life. You need that every now and again, if not more often than not, okay? Just remove it from your life. Remove it from your hand and start having real interpersonal conversations. Thanks, guys.